Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income. Whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. Hello and welcome. Mark Homer here. Well, lots has changed in the last six days. After claiming that the West was being hysterical, uh, Vladimir has gone into the Ukraine. So lots of people have been asking us, what does this mean for inflation? What does it mean for house prices? What does it mean for interest rates? Well, I've had a a quick look at this and um, I've sort of thought about what the implications are going to be for different areas of the country, for the London market, for the more regional markets, and what's likely to happen to interest rates. Clearly, this is a huge shock to the Russian economy. Uh, The ruble has been trading at something like 30% lower than it was uh, a week ago. This morning, it was trading at 107 to the dollar. A week ago, it was about 80 to the dollar. And the biggest news here for Russia is that these sanctions mean that their central bank is un, is unable to access all of their $700 billion worth of foreign funds. So uh, I'm sure they've got money elsewhere, but this is going to cause major issues for them accessing cash, funding their economy, and some are saying that they won't be able to defend the ruble, their currency. Um, they've tried to ban foreign companies from selling their stakes in Russian companies. Uh, BP, Shell are trying to exit, uh, but the Russian government has put a, a ban on that because they're, they're trying to defend the ruble uh, and trying to prevent people from selling assets in rubles uh, to defend the value of that currency. Huge news from Germany. Uh, they're saying now that they're going to reduce uh, their dependency on Russian gas. Uh, that probably Uh, That was probably one of the reasons why they were so slow to the party with these sanctions. Uh, But they're here now. They're going to create two LNG natural gas uh, ports so the ships can come in uh, and deliver gas into Germany. And they're even talking about reopening some of their old nuclear power plants. Some would say that was the way to generate electricity anyway. Why burn gas? Why be reliant on Russia. Well, it looks like they're going to be a lot less reliant on Russia moving forward. Qatar and the Middle East are going to have a field day from this. Abu Dhabi, Qatar will be supplying this gas on ships. Uh, I think we take something like 10 or 20% of our gas from Russia, or we did do. Uh, We're also going to be receiving these ships from the Middle East uh, to reduce our dependency. So let's get to the nub of the issue. What is this going to mean for inflation? Well, clearly, as gas and oil prices increase on the the world markets, as they have done significantly in the last couple of weeks, because the world market has been anticipating uh, this coming, um, then inflation picks up in the United Kingdom because the price at the petrol pumps go up. We're about 150 last night when I filled up. There are economists saying that petrol is going to go to two pounds a litre at the pumps. Uh, you've got, you've already seen gas and electric prices uh, increase significantly post-pandemic. And this war in Ukraine, whoops, not allowed to call it that, uh, is clearly going to push gas prices and electric prices probably even higher. As people come off the cap, 
There is a price cap um, which has been imposed by Ofgen, um, which delays the increases in your electricity and gas bills. Uh, but that only lasts about a year. So more and more people are going to be coming off the price cap and they're going to feel those increased energy prices. It's going to go even further since Ukraine was invaded. Now, does that have a massive impact on inflation? Well, it does have an impact, although the Bank of England, when the Bank of England is determining what interest rates are going to be, uh, the Monetary Policy Committee sits down and they look at one measure which actually strips out energy prices um, and also the cost of mortgages to look at core prices, excluding um, elements which can be more volatile. So on one measure, actually, this won't affect um, the inflation numbers that the Bank of England are looking at. But clearly, this definitely has a wider impact on, on inflation. Energy prices are very important because they are the raw material for lots and lots of um, products coming out of factories. Um, transport, which almost all goods um, use transport, um, the, the cost of that transport gets added onto the price of the goods and the cost of the transport, the, the biggest sort of percentage of the cost of the transport would be diesel or fuel or, or maybe if you're using aircraft, you might have aviation fuel, avgas. All that stuff comes from gas and from oil. So there is going to be increased inflation after this invasion. Does that mean that interest rates are going up? Well, I've been looking at the 10-year gilt, which is the UK uh, government's sort of central bond that they issue. Those gilt rates are very, very interesting. Um, and generally speaking, as those gilts uh, increase in value, um, the expectation is that interest rates will be lower. Um, now, uh, just in the last sort of three days, and that UK government gilt solidifies all of the inflation and interest rate expectations. But along with that, it also uh, encapsulates uh, how much risk the market is willing to take. And at the moment, the market is running a little bit more scared than it was a week ago. Lots of stocks have been hit really hard. Uh, Barclay Homes has been hit really hard. Anything sort of supplying uh, into the Russian market. I've seen Land Rover stop exporting cars to the Russian market. Uh, clearly, the big oil companies have been hit. Um, so more money is going into bonds. And as more money goes into bonds uh, and the expectation is that there's a flight from risk, then that means economic growth could slow down. And that has a, a dampening effect or, or a negative effect on, on inflation. Um, so all in all, is this going to make interest rates go skyward? Uh, I think it's pretty unlikely. Uh, there may be some effect. Um, but, um, you know, at the moment, this is reasonably contained. Clearly, if this kind of spread out and I don't know, and NATO Im imposed a no fly zone over Ukraine and, and started shooting Russian jets down, which looks incredibly uh, unlikely, uh, and we, we all went to war with Russia, then all bets are off. Uh, but I, I think we're a very, very long way from that. Uh, and the, the the likelihood of this sort of nuclear war that um, some of the uh, tabloid newspapers are talking about is uh, is is very unlikely at the moment. Uh, I, I think all sides uh, are sensible enough uh, at this stage not to go down that road. So, what effect is that likely to have on house prices? Well, Russians are very active in the London property market, especially in West London. Um, and it has been clear that there has already been a slowdown since 2014. 
we had our treasury increasing stamp duty up to 15% for some of these foreign owners or foreign owned uh, companies and, and trusts. Um, in addition to that, we've had Brexit, which has also created an exodus from London uh, along with the pandemic. So West London, London, has it done that well? Has the prime market done that well the last few years? Not really. Um, it's estimated that something like 1,100 Russians own property in the UK. And the very broad estimate is there's about one and a half billion pounds worth of property owned by uh, companies, trusts that are controlled by Russians uh, who may be laundering money. I don't know how they quite get to that figure, because if they knew that it was being laundered, then I would have thought they would go after it. Uh, Sadiq Khan has been saying that, uh, that we should be requisitioning these properties, uh, a little bit similar to uh, when Grenfell caught fire. Jeremy Corbyn and um, John McDonald stood there and, and said that we should be requisitioning properties uh, around London, or especially West London, that these nasty foreigners own uh, and, and sort of give them to, to people from Grenfell Tower. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, surely you need evidence to, uh, to to requisition properties and and, and start seizing them. Um, so uh, yeah, that, that that hasn't really impressed me very much. So if interest rates aren't going to move that much away from their current expected path, uh, and it's looking at the moment, the market thinks that um, UK base rate goes to about one and a half percent, the terminal rate of about one and a half two percent over the next two to three years. Um, and most of the Russian owners uh, or, or the owners of the entities that own these properties own properties in West London. And let's just assume uh, that, you know, that that is a, a maximum of about a thousand properties. I know they're disproportionately um, high in terms of their value. Uh, we've got 70 million people in this country that we know of, 30 million dwellings versus sort of 1,100 properties that uh, the, these people own. So even if you kicked all the Russians out of London, which is not going to happen, uh, and, and stop, stop them buying properties, um, it'll have an effect, certainly in West London. Um, but is it going to affect house prices regionally in the provinces across the rest of the country? I think it's pretty unlikely. Um, I, so, um, I, so I don't think this is going to have a major effect on UK house prices. So back to the sanctions, what are they going to mean for us? Well, clearly input prices are going to rise. I've mentioned gas and oil, but lots of other stuff would come from Russia. Uh, you might get steel, you might get wood, uh, you might get other building materials um, that, that, that come out of Russia. Lots of sort of natural resources and they go in as a raw material into factories in the West. Clearly, if we're unable to buy those products from Russia and we have to source them elsewhere, there's going to be less supply and the prices of those products are likely to increase. Lots of those products would go in as building materials. So there may be another hit to the cost of building materials off the back of these sanctions. Um, however, if um, some markets can still access those Russian markets, as the ruble has devalued so significantly, uh, and demand drops, you would imagine that Russian exports will become a lot cheaper. Um, so that could be a benefit to some markets. I guess the Chinese will still be buying at uh, you know, a, a big rate straight out of Russia. Uh, they'll be producing their goods and then they'll be sending them over here. Not necessarily going to be cheaper to us, but uh, their cost prices may reduce. So often these uh, geopolitical, geoeconomic events um, 
might look like they have a, a strong effect, but they often have a habit of balancing themselves out. Hence, uh, interest rates and inflation, and, and especially um, foreign currency. The, the, the reason it does move like this, or one of the reasons it moves like this, is to make exports cheaper uh, in, you know, in, a, in a place where the currency is depreciating, uh, which does have a positive effect for that economy. There's also lots of talk about getting all this dirty Russian money out of London. Um, yes, I'm sure they'll bring some legislation and understand they're doing it now to um, find out where this money is and, and then sort of uh, seize it or, or kick these people out. Um, they've said this many times before, uh, a little bit like um, building more houses and, and changing the planning system. Um, I, I'd be interested to see how much political will there is to genuinely uh, cleanse London uh, of, of its dirty money. Um, reality is you're never, ever going to be able to, to, to find all of it. Uh, and I just wonder whether the government uh, deep down sort of think, well, a bit of an own goal, uh, getting rid of all this money out of London. We're making lots of money out of it, being invested in our sort of financial institutions and sort of trading and, and, and buying properties and all the rest of it. So. Uh, there might be lots of talk uh, about this, uh, and I'm sure they'll do something. Uh, but, uh, you know, and, and the main reason for doing it is to sort of satisfy the population. It's for political reasons. Uh, but I wonder uh, how far they'll actually go with that. Clearly, any businesses which are really focused on the London property market, Barclay Homes, which has come off quite a bit, Savills has a, a sort of West London desk, uh, and, you know, the likes of Foxton's. Their shares have come off already. I imagine that uh, volumes might slow to some extent, but you know we're just at, at the moment uh, seeing a big revival uh, in London property, especially at the the, the sort of prime end. Uh, and I wonder how much that will offset this um, hit. You know, there's very very strong demand post pandemic, um, so I wonder whether this sort of dampening of demand is, is, is actually on a net basis, on balance, uh, going to have that much effect. I hope that's been useful and you've got some insight into what this conflict is likely to mean. That has been Mark Homer, over and out.